Blog Talk Radio. Tiger Nation, welcome to episode 99 of Tiger Sports Report Live. I'm your host, Isaac Simpson, and joining me here tonight is the founder and editor of Tiger Sports Report, Brian Moss, as well as contributor to TSR, Larry Marley. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Not too bad. It was a pretty good day for the uh, Tigers, wasn't it? Man, definitely, definitely a good day. Uh, it's been a good recruiting period overall. Uh, I think we talked a lot of basketball around these parts the, the last several weeks, but uh, not to be overshadowed by what, what's going on with the football program. And Mike Norvell and his staff have really been, been putting in work uh, in, in football recruiting. Larry, you on the line? Football! Yes, it's time to talk football again. I mean, look, don't get this twisted. Like, I love the stories of Penny and uh, the great recruiting class. And, and Isaac, I know you're going to talk about that extensively. But, and, and I don't think this is. I don't think we are – this is not hyperbole in any way. It is in no way uh, any less impressive the job that Mike Norvell and his staff have done already. And, and understand that the signing is not until December. Early signing is not until December. And he is already just racking up commitments, and not just, just commitments – these aren't just guys that you go out to fill out a roster. These are quality recruits that you're going to bring in and develop into the next Gennard Avery, hopefully another Daryl Henderson. These are not just, you know, and Brian will tell you, because, Brian, you've been doing this for a while. And uh, not that you're old, but you've been doing it for a minute. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you go back to – the Tommy West days. And again, I'm not trying to, to, to point fingers at any coaches because the, the, the administration was different. Every other commitment was different. But these are guys that are legitimately, these are guys that other programs, you know, you know, Power Five schools would love to get on campus. And uh, they're committing to Memphis and they're committing early. And, um, you know, obviously you gotta, you gotta maintain that commitment. Um, that's a critical part, but uh, Brian, I, I know you and I think you both know Mike's done a pretty doggone good job of keeping those guys, right? 
Yeah, he's done a fantastic job. Sure. Yeah, he, what, uh, what Fuente, I mean, he, he built that foundation, but my God, uh, Coach Norvell has just really accelerated everything, you know, by leaps and bounds. I mean, he, he's a recruiter, you know, <laughs> first and foremost. I mean, that, that guy can recruit. He knows talent. He can develop talent. And uh, when kids see that, I mean, they, you know, they jump on board. They, they love the enthusiasm. Yeah, and it's not a doctor on, on which, I have, I have a question for both of you. And, and this is just, okay. I mean, so the last two years, we've had three years, really, but two years, specifically the last two years, we've had guys that go, that have been drafted, and not just drafted, drafted uh, high second rounders. So when you talk, because I know you guys talk to these kids, and God bless you for, for doing that, by the way. I've said that many times, but God bless you guys for watching out for eight, 17, 16, 17-year-old kids because I can do it. <laughs> but anyway, but when you talk to them, how much does that play in? How much do they mention, hey, you know, I, I can go watch, you know, these kids from Memphis playing in the NFL on Sundays? I yeah, I, I think that has a big. I think that plays a big part. Um, you seeing guys uh, in NFL uh, going to the NFL year in and year out uh, from this program, and uh, I think kids look at that and say, "I can." That's an opportunity where I can go, maybe get get more minutes than I might be able to get somewhere else, and and be able to get to the league. Because this staff is is shown, Mike Norvell specifically has shown that he can get these guys to the next level, and I think that's really important to these kids. And I think that. Looks like we may have uh, lost Isaac there for a little bit. Um, maybe Larry as well. So I'm not sure what happened, but uh, we have uh, – Larry, you back on? Yeah, you know, I'd like to tell you guys that I'm not in South Carolina sitting beside the pool, um, but I can't say that. So but The question the question that you ask, uh, we can ask the next guest. Isaac, do you have him on? Hey, Bob, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, yeah, um, how do you pronounce your first name? Because I don't want to butcher it. I'm notorious on, on mispronouncing names. So go ahead Phil, and introduce Phil yourself. Vante. Talk about where you're from. I am a bunch of I'm from Tinto, Mississippi. But I went to a high school in North North Mississippi. North North High School is in Mississippi also. Yes. Good deal. I know exactly you where you are, man. Yeah, you visited uh, Memphis recently. Well, what did you think about uh, Memphis when you came and visit? What did you think about the campus, the city, and and what did you like best about it? Uh, Memphis, like I've, I've been visiting Memphis. I've been I've been visiting Memphis. I was in high school, and I just love the place all the way around. I just love the family atmosphere. Like just, it feels like I'm at home when I go to Memphis. All right, and uh, which recruiting coach from Memphis is your is your main guy that uh, that's been contacting you? Uh, Coach Jones, but all the coaches been contacting me though. Uh, talk about Coach Jones first. Technical difficulties there.
did you the grand treatment, I guess. But <laughs> go mm-hmm. ahead and uh, go ahead and talk about uh, Coach Johns and uh, your relationship with him. Coach Johns, like, I don't just, I ain't just talking to him personally. I, I talked to Coach Phillips like more. I talked to any other coach and Coach Rich. But Coach Johns, like, okay. like the little bit I know about, like I can tell, like here, here, so I ain't got to be around. All right, Larry, you got any questions? So, when you, of course, you were from Cenotopia, and uh, we, we were just talking about Daryl Henderson, um, who was from Panola. Um, yes, sir. When you see guys like Daryl Henderson, Bernard Avery, that have gone from your neck of the woods, gone to Memphis, and then to the NFL, how much did that affect? Your decision to commit to Memphis. Uh, I mean, that that right there didn't have it had nothing to do with it, but like it kind of motivated me that I know like you can make it from anywhere, like no matter where you come from, it's still a possibility you make it. You put the work in. So, what about Memphis specifically? Because you said you've been coming up there a lot, and I, I live in Hernando, so obviously I totally understand that it's not. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump. But what about the university? What about the uh, program, the advancements in the program? Say the last five, six years, how much did that influence your decision? Uh, the program got turned around a lot. I, it, I can tell it's on a, a different path that have that uh, it's been in. Like I won't be a part of the change. Isaac. I think Isaac's still trying to come on, but I'll, I'll ask a few more or questions. What type of player is Memphis getting into you, Oliver? You said what? Well, future question. Oh, what what type of player is Memphis getting? Oh, a hardworking, dedicated player. They're gonna all be on time. Like this, a hardworking player. They're gonna be dedicated to what I'm doing. Good deal. And do you have anything to say to, to Memphis fans uh, now that you're committed? Uh, no, nah, not really. Go take it. Go, go, Tiger, go. <laughs> we'll do, man. I appreciate your time and uh, congratulations on your commitment to Memphis. All right, thanks. All right, now that was Oliver. Uh, he was the first one to commit today. And uh, Larry, what'd you think? Well, he sounds certainly sounds like someone who um, has made his decision, thought it through, he's visited schools, and um, I. You know, when you commit to a program, and I was one that committed early myself, and I never looked back. Um, so I hope, and he sounds like, man, he sounds like he's um, made up his mind, and there's no second guessing. So uh, I think I think it's exciting. I think, it's, and, and like I said, the very first thing I said was the whole thing is exciting with these kids that are are coming in, they're committing early. And um, and and most of them, as you guys noted, are honoring their commitments. They're not looking back. And, um, and you know, I'm curious. Do you, Brian? Do you think the early signing period? Because um, it used to be you'd have to wait till January. And um, I got. I had to wait. Um, do, do you think the early signing period um, has speeded up the commitment process? I think so, because I mean. It, it helps teams, uh, especially, you know, the quote-unquote, uh, you know, group of five teams, you know, because you have right. a, a kid who, 
you know, bigger schools uh, or, you know, the big power five schools may not be looking at or may not you know, pay attention to, um, you know, because, hey, they have bigger fish to fry. You know, they think they can get the five star, the four stars. But some of these three star kids are, you know, I mean, they're very talented kids that may be rivals and some other, uh, you know, recruiting services. You know, they're, they're, they're just tweeners. Maybe they have uh, just a tad bit too small that don't, you know, doesn't run, you know, quite as fast as uh, some of these other kids. So they're not ranked as high. You get those kids, and Coach Novell has been a beauty at this, you know, getting kids that um, other schools are overlooking and develop, developing them. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's, that's the beauty of it. You get, you get on those kids early. Um, identify those kids, get, get on them early, and you can get those kids committed in December. And by the time, let, let's take a look at, you know, other schools, Ole Miss, Vandy, Tennessee, or somebody, if they're striking out on those quote-unquote five and four stars, they won't have the opportunity to look at who, you know, the, the three stars that are, are already committed to Memphis and signed. So, to me, that, that helps out the, the group of five teams like Memphis big time. Especially the upper tier group of G5 schools. And, 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 I mean, obviously Houston, UCF, Memphis um, are, are some of those. You know, Boise, BYU, um, those guys can go in, that can go in head-to-head and commit a young man like this uh, early. And, he, and, he, and like you said, he knows if he goes to Memphis, like, there, there's, 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 there's no, nothing he can do at Memphis. You know, he can't – there's no, no restriction. He can go to Memphis. He can go easily to the NFL. It's, there's no holding him back um, just by going to Memphis. There's no advantage. It used to be back in the day, and, Brian, you and I are both old enough to remember this, you know, it was tough to get schools like Memphis on TV, um, football-wise. Yeah. Basketball, no, but football, it was. Like, you get a TV game, it was rare. But, um, but now with um, – with, the, the package for ESPN um, that that the AAC has signed in the off season, there will be every single Memphis game will be on TV, every single one. Um, and that's and, that's something. And, that's not, big. And, and, and not all, not all of them will be on the page here. I get that all the time. I get people. Well, how many of them are we going to have to have ESPN Plus for? My understanding is very few. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. If we play a lower tier school. It probably will be, um, but you know the big games, conference and non-conference will all be on an ESPN family of networks. Isaac, you back up? Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know what happened there, man. If we went into the twilight zone or something. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, man. Just listening to what you guys are saying. Yeah, it's a a lot different now than it it was years ago. I mean, like you, like you guys said, Memphis is on TV all the time, and, and that's important uh, for these kids to to get seen, and, I mean, when they're recruiting these kids, they can watch these games and, and see the exciting offense that, that Memphis has had over the last several years and, um, and, and know Memphis is a place where you can come and get the playing time. If you look at these three-star guys, you could, yeah, they could, they could go to some of the biggest of schools in the SEC, but they're not gonna get, they might not get the time they're going to get here. They're going to get an opportunity here to step in and, and play and, and play major minutes, and I think it's a better path to, to the next level if that's what they want to do, and I think – that's one thing that's really helped Memphis, and the television thing has definitely definitely improved. Because back in the day, Memphis wouldn't wouldn't have been on TV, and I think that kind of kind of kind of hurts your stock. 
as, as far as going to the NFL. I mean, you can find guys uh, at schools all the time, but I think being on national TV, first game of the season, I mean, national TV, ABC against Ole Miss, I think that really helps these kids see them on TV all the time, and I, I think that really helps, like I said, and then, and they're doing a wonderful job. I, I don't – I mean, Fuente came in and, and laid the foundation with, with one and two-star kids and kind of coached them up and elevated the level of the program, and now Mike Norvell's just taking that baton and taking it to a whole new level, and I think the sky's the limit, and it's exciting, uh, fun times for, for, for the Memphis Tiger football program. And we can ask our next, uh, our next guest about that and uh, why he chose Memphis. Our next guest is three-star offensive lineman Jonah Gamble from Georgia. Jonah, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. So you you committed to uh, Memphis today. It was it was down between you know uh, South Florida and Memphis. Uh, what yes, made sir. you choose Memphis? Uh, really, the coaches and relationship I had with Coach Norvell and Coach Silverfield. They really poured into me, and I could tell that they really, they really wanted me there, and then I'd have a good chance of playing early, and I want to make an impact for the team as best I can. And you recently visited Memphis. Uh, what was your favorite part yes, about sir. the visit? Um, I like, I really like the Bass Pro Shop. We got to go to the the huge pyramid uh, Bass Pro Shop in Memphis, and I mean that was awesome because I'm an outdoor person, so I like fishing and all that stuff. So it was awesome for me to go there. And talk about your relationship with, uh, you know, Coach Sibblefield's role. What makes him so special and an excellent recruiter? Um, well, he he was talking to me for about a month, a month and a half before he offered me because he really wanted to get to know me and wanted to get uh, get to know what kind of person I am off the field other than uh, myself. And I think he liked what he saw and that he offered me, and I appreciated him taking the time to get to know me before he just threw an offer out there and then, he just has consistently texted me every day for, I mean, the past few months now. And he was just very consistent. He really wanted me. He got me involved, and he asked me on the social. And I just like the way he's consistently shown interest in me. Good deal. Larry, you got any questions? Well, first off, the best pro shop is awesome, by the way. It's completely awesome. <laughs> yes, I like outdoors. And if you like outdoor stuff, there's lots of awesome uh, state parks. Oh, yeah. That's, like, very close. Yes, sir. Um, but so we, we were just talking about how much does the the early signing period, how much did that affect your decision to commit? I won't say early, but relatively early or earlier than some of your peers. Um, it affected it because I've been doing dual enrollment, which means I've been doing high school classes along with college classes. So I'll have enough credits to graduate in December from high school and come in yep. a semester early, and I'll get to have that whole semester grow and develop and learn the playbook. So you're so you're planning on enrolling in January so that you can be there yes, for sir. spring football. Yes, sir. Okay. That that. that and, and and I'll be honest, I think that's one of the reasons why they did that early signing period. Yes, sir. Was yes, sir. Exactly that. Um, so what about – and we were talking about this earlier. So Memphis is you, – you, your family, you're in Georgia, but your family can yes, watch pretty much every game. Yeah. Um, how much yes, does sir. that influence your decision to maybe not stay as close to home and go a little bit further away, but your family can still watch yeah. you? Yeah, well, I didn't really want to – I don't think I wanted to stay in Georgia, and 
I wanted to get far enough away to where I, I mean, I don't have to go home every weekend, but mm-hmm. it's also close enough for my family, my grandparents, and my friends to come and watch me whenever they want to. So I kind of like staying within uh, a few hours of them, okay. about five hours. So it's not too bad. And, that, and 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 by the way, that new i i twenty two it makes it super easy. I've driven to Atlanta many oh, yeah. times. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Well, well, good deal. Well, we're welcome to the family, and we're we're looking forward Thank to you. having you here in January. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I got got one more. Yeah, I'm here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, look at that. Look at your numbers, man. Uh, offensive tackle. I see on your Twitter page that you run a four nine forty, man. Kind of talk about yes, that athleticism. Talk about those wheels, man. Well, I mean, I've gained a little weight since my four number, so it might be about a five flat now. But yeah, that was uh, that was that was at the beginning of my junior year, and I went I went to a camp, ran a forty, and then they just told me it was a four nine. I was like, golly, I, I didn't know I was that fast. But yeah, I, I like being fast. I think I'm, I'm more athletic than most linemen. Just like my speed wise, I like having fast feet and hands, and I like being fast off the ball, and I think that gives me an advantage. Man, well, good deal, man. Well, welcome welcome to the Tiger family, man. We look forward to sure, watching you, you play thank and you. Co- covering you, man. It's, it's going to be fun, and glad to have you aboard. Anything else, yes, guys? Sir, thank you. That's it. Appreciate your time, Joe. No problem. Thank you. It's Jonah Gamble joining us here on the TSR Live phone lines, man. Uh, sounds like a adult, uh, really, really intelligent kid. You look at it, he uh, 3.6 GPA. He has, actually has that on his Twitter page. So it's good to see that he cares about the education part as well. So uh, I'm glad to glad to have him aboard. Uh, this offensive line has been stripped of his team. Uh, it's going to be got, got some, some some guys, some new starters this year. Uh, but I think he's going to get an opportunity, especially you look at this offensive line and, and the tackle position and the way it shapes up. He's really yep. going to have opportunity his sophomore year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the depth chart there, um, we're going to, I mean, in the next two years, I mean, we're going to need somebody to fill those gaps. And, yeah. and, um, and I'll tell you another thing, hey, uh, I'm going to double, I want to, I want to time that 4940. <laughs> but, but if he really can, we saw last year in the Houston game how a, a big man can get out and, yeah. and, and really make a difference out on the edge. Yeah. Um, I, there is nothing. Nothing a defensive back hates worse than seeing a big lineman running right at you. Okay, <laughs> it's a fact. You're like, I'm not making that tackle. No, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for our special guest to uh, call in, Isaac. Uh, you know, when you take a look at the uh, in the nine commitments so far, what stands out uh, to you about this uh, 2020 class? I mean, it, it, you look at it, I mean, uh, the three stars all across the board, and I think athletes, I think athletes is what you what you really see with these guys. I mean, you got, uh, you look at the four-star Juco, Kondarius uh, Taylor, uh, 6'2", 206, uh, brings some really good size uh, out, of, out of Western Mississippi, Copiah Lincoln Community College. Uh, I think you look at these Juco's, and I've had people ask me over the last few weeks, a couple of weeks, about, what, Isaac, what do you think about, bringing in Duco and on a broader scope I think it's usually better to bring in freshmen but I think when you're bringing in the level of Duco uh, that this staff is bringing in I think that's kind of a force of a different color and it 
bringing in these high-level guys that you can just basically plug and play and kind of fill some of those holes that when you lose these talented seniors, you can bring these guys in and kind of keep this thing rolling. Um, I think that's one thing that I see, especially with the with the JUCOs. But the talent level is high. I mean, I, like I said, I remember this program, you're getting all, all one-star players. You look at it now, it's all three- and four-star guys. Um, I think that really really stands out to me, and it, it just seems like this Mike Norvell and his staff just keep rolling. I mean, you got a lot of seven new coaches on his staff, but still still getting players. Um, and I think they're setting themselves well, up well for the future. You're going to lose lose a, a significant amount of players this year. So I, I think they're re, restocking the shelves, and I think it, the talent level is going to keep going. And I think as long as this staff is in place, I think they're going to keep it rolling. And if one day when they do leave, you know that day will come at some point, uh, I think it'll, it'll be at a level where you can hire another good coach and, and keep this thing rolling. Good deal. And we have our special guest in. It's a three-star quarterback, uh, Keelan Brown. Keelan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Uh, you visited uh, Memphis uh, recently. You know, what did you think about Memphis, and what was your favorite part uh, during your visit? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, you know, just interacting with the football coaching staff and the baseball coaching staff, as well as the players. You know, I was excited. Yeah, and you are two sports uh, athletes, uh, so I mean, baseball and football. Um, and when you, like you said, you came to Memphis, so you met with both, uh, you know, both coaches from both staffs. Now, is that something that you're interested in? Um, if you choose Memphis, that you would want to play football and baseball? Yes, sir. Uh, what did the coaches say say about that? Were, are they cool with that, or you know, what were their th- uh, what was their thoughts? Yes, sir. Coach Noville was perfectly fine with me playing both. And nice. And what do you play in baseball? Uh, outfield. Good deal. And uh, do you have a, you know, any special moments uh, so far in high school? Any favorite moments on the uh, football field and the baseball field? Uh, in football, you know, with two state championships, you know, that's just the one to remember. Good deal. And uh, you have anything to uh, say to the uh, Tiger fans right now? Uh, Tiger fans, I'm committed to the Tiger family. There you have it. Breaking news, uh, KSR Live, Keelan Brown to Memphis. Larry, you know, guys, have any we, questions? We really got guys, we, we really got to work on our breaking news thing. If we can have a freaking marching band in the middle of the yeah. show, we can have a breaking news thing, okay? I mean, we really got to yeah. work on that. Um, <laughs> no, so, so – um, we 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 talked to in the past about Coach Norvell and his sort of reputation of working with quarterbacks. Um, did that affect your decision? No, sir, it did not. I didn't know Coach. Well, yes, sir, it did. Okay. Um, what did you like about? Was there anything particular you liked about the Memphis offense, the way it works, things like that? How do you think that's going to fit with your style? Uh, it's the same offense we run at my high school, you know, spread offense and get the throw it uh-huh. and run it. So what do you think What do you think you're going to bring specifically to that offense that's going to um, take it to the next level? Uh, my full four speed. You're, so, so you're going to try to get out on the edge and be mobile? Yes, sir. All right. Isaac? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, you talk about that four four speed. Kind of tell tell us a little bit about your style. You're you you're a dual threat guy. You like to like you said, like to get out and use that speed. Or you guy that likes to throw the deep ball. Kind of tell us about your style a little bit. Let's do it. Did we lose him? Now you just like to you just throw like the to throw ball. it. Yeah, throw the deep ball. You know, just run it, tuck it, and run it. Man, good deal, man. Well, congratulations, man. We're uh, looking forward to, to covering you here in Memphis. But breaking news, uh, Keelan Brown, uh, three-star quarterback out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, will be a Memphis Tiger. Breaking news here on TSR Live, man. Any, anything else you want to say before we let you go? Thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, well, welcome to Memphis, and I love Baton Rouge myself, so we're glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah, we're breaking breaking news, man. Keelan Brown, three star quarterback, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, will be a, a Memphis Tiger, man. What what do you guys think? Uh, he's a he's a great athlete. Uh I think he'll fit in well. It's that, you know, that dual threat that you love. Um and he can run it, but he also has that arm where he can throw it. I think it's a great pickup for, for Memphis. Another three star guy that's I mean, that's what Coach Norvell is doing is it's phenomenal. Yeah, man, it, it it'd be great to get a, a dual threat guy in here. We've we've uh, been been used to to guys that can't do a lot back there in the, in, in the pocket. Uh, so it'd be fun to, to, to one day have a guy that can get out there and move around. I think that's really important, uh, and I think it 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 helps keep defenses on it. Uh, and I think that allows you if you you're a guy that can do both, you can move around and throw the deep ball. That's a a heck of a combination, and I think that that bodes well for his chances. So that's a name to, to watch here in the future, but he is committed to, to Memphis and I'm uh, excited to have him on board as well. well hey, what I mean, is, what is, that's, that's three guys today, three commitments today. Um, and, and, and obviously um, it's early, it's still June. Um, but as you, and you mentioned earlier in, in about the JUCOs, which it depends on what positions you get JUCO players. Yeah. Um, it's critical, and I'll give you an example of that. So when you're looking at a JUCO wide receiver, for example, um, that, that tends to be a position that you can recruit, and, and DBs to an extent, especially safeties. Um, you could because, and I'm not trying to, to make this less than, but, but, but those guys, basically, they're gonna they're, the, the routes aren't that, that different. The, the, you know, a post route in JUCO is basically the same as a post route <laughs> in yeah. Memphis. It's just, it's just you got to know the play and when to run it. But but the way you you, you know, the plays themselves and DBs are the same way. You know, you the coverages are essentially the same. Maybe the way you blitz or whatever. But quarterbacks, running backs. And really, the line and linebackers; those are the guys you really want to have and develop in your system, because that's where you want that chemistry. Um, and so, it doesn't bother me that you recruit JUCOs in certain positions. You know what I mean? So, but these are all high school kids that committed today. These aren't JUCOs. So these are kids that hopefully we'll see. And how about the one guy, the one young man that says he's going to be here in uh, January? 
right? I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, Gamble. Yeah, Gamble. Now, yeah. the first commit today was Juco Oliver, but the, yeah, the yeah, other Oliver two. Yeah, Oliver is a Juco, yeah. But, yeah, the okay. other two are so, high school. Uh, but, yeah, again, smart kids, you know. Right. I love these under-the-radar kids that uh, Mike Norvell is going after. I mean, just they, they get them now. The thing is, will they sign in December? That's Now, that's the, you know, the – the problem that well, right. or the, uh, the challenge that the staff has now they're committed. You know, can they can they get them to sign in December? And we'll see. Um, all the commits so far have uh, seemed to say that yes, they they they're, they're going to sign in December. They're not going to wait. They already know. I haven't had any commit tell me that uh, you know that they're still taking other you know visits. This is they're shutting it down. They're committed and they're shut it down. And that's I mean that's what you want to hear from the commits. Yeah, because uh, the difference in, in football and basketball, that's one thing that you see when these kids commit early. You still have schools going after these kids, and you wonder, well, will you get pen to paper? Uh, but like Ryan said, these, these kids seem like they have their minds made up, and, and Memphis is where they want to be. So hopefully they can they get all these actually get all these guys signed. And what what a class now. Rebels hasn't updated their system yet to see what you know where they uh, where it ranks, but they, they were 64th earlier in the uh, the day, so they should. I mean, they should uh, jump up here a little bit now that they have uh, you know two more three stars you know added. So I would say they're with me in the, the high 50s. And this class, I mean, if it keeps going the way it's you know the projected to go, we we it seems like we keep saying this every year. This is the best class Memphis has ever had. And kudos. <laughs> yeah. Kudos again to Coach Norvell and the staff because it keeps getting better and better and better. Well, I, I think that that success begets success if you do it right. Um, you you ha- I will never forget um, our recently departed athletic director and I were talking at uh, the spring football game. Ah, it's been years ago. It's it was I think it was it was Mike's second year. It was right before we, we, we went we had the ten win season, went to the Liberty Bowl. And he and I were just talking casually, um over barbecue by the way. It was really good. Um but uh, he, he basically made the comment that um we were talking about assistant coaches and turnover and he said, You're gonna have that at this stage in our program but now instead of of of, of hiring guys that nobody else wants, we have guys that are literally um, you know, hurtling over each other to try to get exactly. Yeah. So, so what you got is, um, not, you know, let's not kid ourselves. It's not the cream of the crop. But when I say the cream of the crop, we're not talking about you know. But we got guys that that have gone to Auburn. We've got guys that have gone to Texas A&M. We've got guys that have gone to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yes. yes. Um. So. You know, when, when other assistant coaches, and I can tell you because I know this for a fact, when you see a program that is taking – guys are going there and then going to that next level, you, that's a job you want. You're like, damn, I know that now. <laughs> I mean, I get that job, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Um. Because no coach thinks they're going to be the one to screw it up, right? They're they're going to take it to the next next the next level. Um, but Memphis will have absolutely. And somebody mentioned um, uh, when the coaching staff leaves, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. You know, you can sit around and worry about that every year. The one thing that good programs do 
is they know that they can hire a good coach. Now you got to be careful and not hire, you know, not hire a bad coach. But as long as, as long as you hire, you have a style, you have a philosophy on who you want to hire, what kind of coach you want to hire, you'll be fine. I mean, that's you know, see where you get where, where things get screwed up, and and I'm not going to throw throw any any shade at our friends in Knoxville. Okay, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> but where you get screwed up is where you go from from Phil Fulmer to Lane Kiffin, because that's not your style. Of coach, you, you see what I'm saying? That's that's where you get screwed up, and, and, and once you get sideways, it's tough to get straightened out. Um, and so what Memphis and I don't I didn't mean to get into this too much, but I just wanted to say like people have already started. Oh, is this going to be his last year? My God, people, relax. <laughs> I mean, even if it is, it's going to be okay. I mean, yeah, like, but like he's doing a heck like of a yeah, I was going to say, like Larry said, it's the price of doing business. If you find yourself in a situation where nobody wants your assistant coach, it probably means you're not having a lot of success. So, right. And people talk about every year, wasn't this his last year? Just like Larry said, if it, if it is, I mean, you, you, you just go try to make another hire, uh, make a great hire. Well, they've you do it. make another hire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they've done it a couple you, times in a row here. We have a style, right? We know what kind of, people exactly. go, well, who are we going to hire next? Like, I'll tell you what you go hire. You go hire the next hot offensive assistant coach. That's what you do because that's who you are. And, and trust me when my... I tell you, you'll have, you'll have every single one of them will be tripping over themselves to come interview for you. Unless they think they're going to get hired. I mean, you're not going to get Lincoln Riley because he's, you know, but what I'm saying is, like, if he thinks he's going to get the Oklahoma job, then he's not going to come. But, but, every, but anybody like that, I mean, they're going to kill themselves to try to get over here. Because, you know, you got one dude at Virginia Tech and wherever Mike Norvell goes next, and you got guys, like I said, all over. You done populated the whole, whole, whole college football landscape with your, your seed here. So, you know, you know, don't, don't, I, I guess what I'm saying is, yes, he's doing a great job. Don't worry about what happens next. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Just check the uh, rankings to see if Rivals has it updated, and they do. Uh, Memphis <laughs> currently ranked 56th. So, yeah, not not too bad since the, the best ever class was uh, last year at 59th, and, you know, we're not even to December yet, and it's, you know, like I said, the, the best ever. Now, we still – Rivals still needs to rank, uh, you know, Kobe Wester, uh, Webster, the athlete out of uh, Texas. Texas, and, Texas uh, Piano, yeah. Oliver. Yeah, and Oliver, you know, who committed earlier today. But once those two get uh, ranked, then we'll have, uh, I mean, possibly, you know, even better than that. And, and, Brian, you cover these guys. When you look at it, I think they have ten guys submitted now. Name a couple of these guys that, that really stand out to you. Who do you like out, out of this ten-man class? Well, I think, you know, they hit – this class I mean, hits all the needs. I mean, guys that I'm really excited about is uh, – Granberry, uh, the, you know, the running back, um, yep. you know, go running back. I think he's phenomenal. I think, you know, with, uh, you know, Taylor, I mean, coming next year, uh, you know, I think Granberry will definitely uh, be pushing uh, for that, you know, you know, starting time, if not, yeah. you know, splitting. Yeah. He's definitely very special, uh, a special guy. Uh, the wide receiver, um, I mean, definitely a couple of them, but uh, Kendarius Taylor, 
he he's a guy who was a four-star coming out of high school, you know, committed to Oklahoma, you know, went to uh, the JUCO route, and I know rivals, you know, ranked him as a three-star coming out. I, I still don't understand that one. But, uh, I mean, he's still a special talent that uh, could have gone, you know, big-time, quote-unquote, big-time Oklahoma, but he chose to come, you know, back to Memphis. So, I mean, that's, those two kids or three kids, Jonah Gamble is, is another one that has a chance to, to come in right away and play. So, I mean, a lot of these kids, Memphis is no longer rebuilding. They're just restocking. And what they're restocking yeah. with are players that can contribute uh, right away. They, they don't really need, you know, a couple of years to develop. Some of these kids uh, have the ability to come in right away and play. Yeah, with, with Kendarius Taylor, you got to love that size. That uh, I think he's listed at six two, two oh six. So he's a big receiver. And you talk about Gamble. I think he has a, a chance to really come in and, and uh, have an impact next year because you you look at the the offensive line uh, and the guys you got leaving. Uh, uh, you got uh, Dustin Waters yeah. graduating, uh, Scotty Deals graduating. I mean, you there's going to be spots there uh, for for him to to come in and and, and make an impact. And they're going to need that. And I think. He's a guy again that could step in, like you said, four nine forties. They might be at a five flat now. That's still good for a two hundred eighty pound offensive lineman. So uh, that I, I'm excited about him. Uh, talking to him, sound like an intelligent kid. So I think I think he's going to be one that's going to be a good good player for this team. So uh, as Brian said, they're plugging the hole. Uh, you see these wide receivers coming in. They're definitely going to need some help there in the coming years. And when you got think, man, four four wide receivers coming come in. in, yeah. So uh, I think a lot of these guys can step in and have an impact. To Jari Smith, I mean, all these guys that are committed, uh, Memphis fans can get excited about all of them because uh, I mean they're just I mean they're they're I mean they're great players. I mean this class has a chance to be, you know, special. It seems like we say that every year, but it, it is. I mean this I mean they just keep getting better and better. And if this class pans out like the past few classes have, I mean Memphis is going to have a very special year. We can transition that into a, a quick preview for this upcoming year. What do you guys think about, uh, you know, the, this upcoming year? They're favored in every single game. Yep. But will they win every single game? <laughs> so you you want to go first, Larry? I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I, somebody was asking me about this earlier. And, um, of course, right now, if you took it right now, we'd be, scheduled, we'd be favored in every game. Um, and and I, I I I look at the schedule and I don't want to. I mean, we're going to probably do this in, a, in about a month or so. Um, gosh, I can't wait. And it's going to be two full months. <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I was looking at the schedule and I think my feeling on this is that we will not ultimately be be favored as the season goes on in every yeah. single game. Yeah. But I do think that. The fact that Memphis right now is favored, and, and when you when there was a, there's actually an open argument. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have seen this, but one of the um, the programs in Memphis does the Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi rankings, um, and they sat down and they, they looked at the power rankings and how the, the programs were going to end up, and and they go through everything, and at the end of it, they said, well. The truth is, it's probably either Memphis or Mississippi State, the best two teams. And I think that's that says about as much as you need to say, because 
I, 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 legit, I legitimately think that Memphis right now and for the foreseeable future would be one of the, the better programs in the area. And when you look at our area, that's pretty damn good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I don't think we'll ultimately be, be, be favored because I think attrition and injury and stuff like that. Um, but uh, to sit here in June, I mean, guys, think about this. How many times have we been here in June looking at the schedule going, boy, if we can get four or five wins, boy, would that be nice? <laughs> right? I mean, we've been there going. Oh, that Ole Miss game, we're going to get our butts kicked. (laughs) And and now we're looking at the game going, and I've got people going, oh, Ole Miss is going to slaughter us. I'm like, I don't see Ole Miss slaughter. I I don't see anybody slaughtering anybody in this one. These these two teams' talent-wise are pretty doggone close. Um, Memphis may have the edge talent. And, um, hey, side note to you guys, and and this is – and I I love – because I love to do this stuff in June. So – Let's say that Ole Miss comes to Memphis, and it is and Memphis just does a, a throttling, you know, thirty-five, fourteen, something like that, um, thirty-eight, seventeen. How, how, how's Matt Luke looking? Like seriously, like, I, I don't. I'm not going to make fun of him. <laughs> I'm sincere. Like, what do you? How, what do you think? How do you think that goes down? Man, I, I, I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a rough year for Ole Miss. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule, and I think, and I hate to say that, I think I say three or four wins. Uh, I think that's all they get. I mean, that defense is is bad. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in the future. But I, I think Memphis is gonna handle that game. They they do it. I think you look at talent for talent. I think it's not even. Close. I think Memphis has the the edge there, and I think this is a game. I think Memphis is favorite. I think they Memphis six and a half uh, is what they have right now. Uh, Memphis favorite, but I, I think it's going to be like you said. I can see it being a throttling. Uh, it's still SEC. It's a rivalry game. They're going to bring their fans here. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. But I think Memphis ends up winning that game pretty easy. We've seen what Memphis does on national TV at home uh, on these ABC games. So, uh, but but Brian, what was that at eleven about? o'clock? Especially yeah. at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, and, and, and I, I, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. Really, it wasn't. It was more like, um, you know, that's something that that when you when you play a school like Ole Miss and you know um, that they, their fans expect them to come to Memphis and win, and if if it goes the other way on them, um, I, I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of patience. I really don't. Um, and, and and I'll tell you another. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add uh, a little salt in the wound. What if Hugh Freeze does something in Liberty? Like, actually wins a little bit. That's that's going to be rough, right? I mean, rough for them. Rough for all of Well, and I know this is a Memphis show, but I just, Memphis fans do like to wallow in their misery. So, okay, we like to swim in their tears. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely understand that. All right, so we don't think Miss is going to have a you know a great season, undefeated. Uh, too early to tell, but they're definitely favored as of right now, which is a you know a good right. sign. I mean, fans can be you know hang their hat on that you know compared to you know seven years ago. So, but the um, the 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 unit 
which unit on the uh, the Memphis team do you think not needs to, not needs to improve the most, but maybe it you know needs to play the best for them to get out of the gate fast? Offensive line. If, yeah. If, no, if I, I look at it, if I look at it, it's, it's not, and it's not that the. I mean, last year's offensive line was amazing, right? But they lost a lot. You also lost your coach. Um, I'd really like to see some chemistry, and I'd like to see him play well. And um, I'd like to see Taylor run the ball real well early. Um, and I'd like to see him protect uh, you know, Brady early. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I, agree. I, say. I agree. I definitely agree okay. with the offensive line. When you look at losing Henderson, uh, you don't have that home run threat to lean on. So it's really going to be important, even more important this year to keep Freddie Wright upright. Like you said, you lose three starters there, but uh, Ben Eze is a guy that we we all know how talented he is. I think he's going to step in and and do a great job there at left tackle. Uh, but you also got new starters at uh, right guard and right tackle. I think Scotty Deal probably stepping there at right tackle and uh, Lopez at, at right guard. Uh, these guys are, are guys that have been around, though, a little bit. Um, there's not a lot of depth behind them, not a lot of experience depth. But I, I think they're going to be okay. But I agree. I think going into the season, I think offensive line is the, probably the biggest question mark on this team, which has been the biggest strength. And I think it's going to be even more important this year when you don't have a, a guy like Henderson out there that Brady White can lean on. He's got to, he's got to throw the football football a, a, a little bit more this year. No, not taking anything away from the ability of Patrick what? Taylor, but I think he's got to, he's yeah, going to be important he, for him to – Stay upright. You know what's what's crazy, guys, and and I went and somebody pointed this out to me, um, and I didn't even know it. For all the the, the, the Brady White haters, which I am not, um, you go back and look yeah, at his, his his season he had last year. I mean, he had a hell of a season. I mean, I mean, he 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 passed for more yards than Mart than Martin Hankins ever did. Yep. Last year. Um, he threw for more touchdowns. Um, he he threw I, – I, Danny Wimprine never threw for as many touchdowns or as many yards. Now, I was like, well, the game's changed. Yeah, but yeah, but you still got 11-on-11. 11 11. I mean, you may have more plays that you run, but it's the same game. Um, he had a great season last year. And, and I think – because of how great Riley was the year before, which yeah. never had anybody have a year like that, it, it it made it tough when a guy has just a regular good season, regular great season. You know, so I, I, I'm not worried about throwing the football guys. I'm really not. Uh, I am. I am. I won't say concerned, but I'd like to see how without Pollard. If we had Pollard back this year, I think. We'd all be sitting around going, going to miss Daryl, but we're going to watch Tony Pollard run up and down the field all year. <laughs> they got a good, a good stock of, of running backs behind. I mean, I'm, I'm interested They're in really Cam Fleming. And then uh, is it uh, uh, Kylan Watkins, uh, the, the transfer kid that came yeah. in who, that went to Whitehaven? I mean, he tore it up. They're really good camp. He, he, yeah, he had a really good the one in spring. It, wasn't he the one in the spring game that broke that long run? Um, yeah. I believe that was him. Yeah, um, yeah, that kid looks good. I mean, he's electric. He does. Man, looking at the defensive side of the ball, I think is 
I mean, his defense is going to be stout. Uh, I mean, you look at yep. all the way across the board, where you got Jonathan, Jonathan Wilson, Bryce Huff, who had just a tremendous season last year, O'Brien Goodson, uh, Austin Hall, J.J. Russell, uh, T.J. Carter kind of kind of bounced back there late in the year, and I expect him to have a, a bounce back year. And Tim Hart, I mean, this, this defense is going to be uh, tough. I mean, what, what, what do you guys think about the, the defensive side of the football? I have never been more excited about especially the defensive backfield. They are not only are they they're talented, but they're deep. And um, if we can get any pressure on the quarterback, our DBs are going to make plays. I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced of that. Um, I, I, I and the one thing that changed, and 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 I've tried to explain this to people with with Austin, the way he played downhill last year, was was and I. And and I I'm, I've never asked, but um, I am about convinced that T.J. Carter was injured early in the season because yeah, it, you're it, right. It was, it was he, he looked, well, he looked good against uh, basically from uh, SMU on. He looked good. I mean, he looked, he looked great. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't. He wasn't as crazy as you before, but, but he looked good. Like even against Wake Forest, he played well against Wake Forest. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I just wonder about that. But anyway, Austin Hall played downhill. If he can do, continue to do that, um, I, I, I think that this could be the best defensive unit. Now, obviously having a new defensive coordinator, that's, you know, that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. We'll just have to see. Yeah, two new coordinators. I think it's a good thing because uh, Coach Fuller, I mean, the the way the defense played uh, during the spring, you know, <laughs> was you, yeah. there was a lot more positive things than negative things during the spring. Yes. So I, I think he's going to be a fantastic add, and I, I'm really looking forward to you know seeing the defense and what he can do in a full season here at Memphis. Yeah, I think yeah. the only question mark on the, I think the only question mark on the defense is still the safety, um, and, and can can Leandre Thomas take that that next step? I think. Uh, that that's going to be something to watch this year. But overall, this defense—I mean—and Brian talked about the depth of this defense mm-hmm. all the way across the board. Uh, every every Cunningham is a guy that I expect to to come in and have a, a major impact this year. Uh, Chris Paybrook, uh, the quarterback, converted wide receiver, is a guy I'm excited about, um, and I, I think he's a guy that can be dynamic back there. But uh, this this defense is going to be it's going to be uh, tough to if they get pressure on the quarterback, like you said. I think this backfield—they're going to make plays, and I think. T.J. Carter, something was going on there early in the year. I don't know what it was. He did not look like know. the same player there early. But you know, I, I, you know, when you're young like that, and um, you can have a little bit of an injury, and um, you just don't feel like yourself. Um, I'll tell you another thing that happens a lot of times with kids when you when you go into your sophomore year. A lot of times you gain some weight, and that happens. Um, between your freshman and your sophomore year, you'll gain some weight. And if you don't know how to play with that weight, you know, or, or figure out how to keep yourself, you know, figure out how you, what weight you want to play at, um, it, it, that's a little tricky because, you know, when you're 18, people – you know, it's crazy. If you, if you take a before and after shot – I've looked at myself when I was 18, my first, my first photograph, and then when I was, you know, 21 – in my senior photograph, I was like, man, I got fat. Well, no, I actually added about 15 pounds of muscle. But 
but then how do you how you play with that? Because it does change. So I, I but I don't know. I think he was injured personally, but I, it could be that. I don't know. Weird. Well, say it was a great day for the Tigers. Uh, you know, it it's going to be a great year. Any last uh, any last comments and thoughts, Larry? I, I just want to say, like I, you guys know, like right around now, between now and the end of July, I start getting itchy. And um and, and yeah, I know they have I know they have medication that'll help me with that. But um but seriously, uh football's right around the corner and once you get past the fourth of July, it's it's basically football season. So um you know, get your tickets, get them early. I, I, I've already got mine and I cannot wait for August thirty first. I just absolutely cannot wait. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. There's only a little bit over two months away, man. August thirty first is gonna be Playing the football, man. National TV against Ole Miss, and that's that's gonna be fun. But uh, man, shout out to to Mike Norvell and staff for 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 what they're doing in recruiting. Again, like I said, we talk a lot about basketball, but it, you take a look at what's going on over there with the football program. They are killing it. Um, and I I don't expect this to great start, ten man class, like I said, and I expect it to only get get better. Uh, so uh, shout out to the kids for joining us, Savanta Oliver, um, and Jonah Gamble for joining us, to Keelan Brown committing right here on TSR Live, so shout out to them for, for joining us here tonight, and we're going to be talking a lot in the next couple of weeks, look at the schedule, look at everything that's going on, because, we, again, we're going to be playing some football in a couple of months. Brian? I appreciate everybody. Appreciate you two for uh, coming on, and uh, we'll do it again soon, and uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks Absolutely. for listening. Uh, we also have, uh, if you go to TigerSportsReport.com, we have uh, a special going on where you get your first year for $9 and a penny. I mean, it's a, not nearly yeah, like 90% it. off. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a great deal. So you can uh, come chat with us on the boards, you know, read the content. Go, Tiger, go. Thanks, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bob, thanks, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon.